Hello everyone, home is where the heart is. The heartful interaction between parents and their children sets the foundation for the people our children will turn out to be. Home is a show where we will be exploring on how parents can navigate the realities of raising our future leaders. My name is Eva Christodoulou and I'm with the research and development team here in Leaderonomics. Today we'll be talking about the concept of a secure base and we have here with us the right person to have this conversation with, Professor George Koreiser. Professor George, welcome to the podcast. It's great to have you with us. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. Uh, just a bit of an introduction. Professor George Koreiser is a clinical and organizational psychologist, author, speaker and consultant. He's professor of leadership and organizational behavior at the International St- Institute of Management Development Business School based in Lausanne, Switzerland. And he's the author of the award-winning book, uh, Hostage at the Table, How Leaders Can Overcome Conflict, Influence Others and Raise Performance, and co-author of Care to Dare, Unleashing Astonishing Performance Through Secure-Based Leadership. He's also known for his use of the hostage metaphor in business and leadership development. In his work, Professor Koreiser draws on various scientific disciplines such as attachment theory, brain science, cognitive science, social neuroscience and performance studies. He's best known for his use of the hostage metaphor applied to leadership development and for his secure-based leadership concept and its impact on high performance. And having a secure base, we found, is a fundamental element in one's leadership journey and something that starts from a very early age. So, Professor, explain to us briefly what is the concept of having a secure base? A secure base basically means a person, a goal or a place, and it could be other things as well, that gives a sense of protection, safety, so that the brain, which is fundamentally hardwired to survive, turns off its search for threat and opens the possibility to explore, take risks and seek change. So being a secure base as a parent is fundamental. And it's more than just the parent, it's the environment, it's the grandparents, extended family, the place, etc. All that gives us inner sense of security, which starts externally. And then you open up the whole possibility of the human being thriving and exploring, taking risks, taking chance. Right. And and how does having a secure base help in leadership specifically? To be a leader, you have to be a secure base Mm. and build trust. Trust does not happen where there is fear or too much fear or where there is threat. And many leaders without being aware of it have the person effect of creating danger, threat, other something other than the possibility to create psychological safety. So leaders learn this in childhood, but it's not just that area of being able to build trust. It's also what happens after the trust and the protection is there because it's about exploring, taking risks, daring oneself to ex- to seek adventure, excitement, other opportunities. So people who are feared with filled with fear or who are afraid to take chances are limited in how they will develop their leadership skills. So a mother or a father, whoever the secure bases are, who has too much worry, puts too much threat in the environment of the child, the child doesn't feel the security to reach out in a safe way. Two things can happen. The child becomes over-restrained 
fearful of life and anxiety-driven, or they become risk-seeking too much. Now, there's a balance between the right amount of risk-taking and not being able to take enough. Every child has to be able to take risks appropriate to their age development. Sounds like there's a lot at stake here. There's a lot at stake. <laughs> it's a lot it, because how the brain is wired before the age of ten, mm -hmm. some say as early as seven, becomes critical to the kind of person they will be and the kind of leader they will be. All right. Um, secure base is very much linked to attachment theory, the the, the work of uh, John Bowlby and Mary Ainsworth back in the the forties and the fifties. Um, they looked at the importance of the maternal attachment to infants. Um, and, uh, and the development of the infant's personality later on in life. Um, this has to do a lot about having a safety net, like you said, and someone that you can trust and rely on and have the care there to sort of uh, prompt you to go further and try on different things. During uh, childhood, why is it so critical to get it right so early on in life? Because that's how the brain gets wired. Okay. And many young kids grow up without the correct wiring, mm -hmm. that they never trust anybody. And one negative can destroy a lot of positives. So what Bowlby found was that even if a child in a deprived environment had a caretaker, but was in a bacteria-filled, dangerous place, they thrived more than the child who was in a hospital, which was clean and sterile, but no caretaker. The caretaker was the interesting variable. That followed on with Harlow's studies on what was it that monkeys craved the most. It wasn't just food. They craved the touch, the affection. So what we know is, is there an affectional bond with a mother, a grandmother, a female figure? It's not necessarily overly dangerous if the biological parent is not there, but the question, is there someone who comes in and fills that vacuum, fills that space? And in fact, we need more than just one secure base, mother, father, grandparents, siblings, uncles and aunts, extended family, places, pets, beliefs, dreams, goals, all of these become inspiring. And a secure base, secondly, besides giving protection, gives inspiration. So that when you have a secure base, you feel inspired to take risks, you inspire, feel inspired to change. And many young people don't have that inspiration, the drive for adventure in life. Mm -hmm. And life is filled with adventure. And if you don't rob the child of that by giving a, a, a threatening environment, the child will seek that naturally. So it's not so much that you have to do things, although there are many things you do as a secure base, um, but it has to allow the child to grow and be spontaneous. When I'm asked, what is the best thing a parent can do to help a child become secure, become a great leader? It is fundamentally to create an environment which is rich in experiences, where the appropriate risk-taking, the appropriate pain is there, even when they fall or something goes wrong. You have to protect them up to an age that's appropriate for what they're doing, but not too much. How do you find that balance as a parent? Well, as a parent, you have to be able to be aware, to be emotionally aware, to be sensitive to how the child naturally wants to respond. Now, it's true, children need boundaries, no question about that. 
But within that limit, parents have to be able to be steadfast. They can't spread their anxiety, their fear, their all the things that parents do to make the environment feel unsafe. The other thing is the parent has to be able to use dialogue, inquiry, talk to the child. What is in their mind? How do they see things even from their perspective and help them develop the mindset? So mindset becomes a very important part of leadership and how the parents think is influencing the child and how they will behave. And some parents teach crazy stuff. They don't teach how to think with an open mind and how to be explorative in nature, but they teach a kind of negative environment, a negative mindset based on fear or tribalization. And we see this now extended in the world more than we have for many, many generations. The idea that we are a tribe with our own identity and somebody from another tribe is dangerous. Where the child experiences an open environment, the parents teach trust, teach respect, teach cooperation, teach independence to the age-appropriate level. Then you see children grow up to become a secure base by first of all being a secure base in themselves. Um, and you mentioned uh, earlier that it's not just the mother or the maternal figures that 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 become that secure base for children. Um, how do um, um, fathers, for example, become a lot more important? Because everyone seems to think that, especially at a very young age, children are a lot more attached to the mothers. Well, that's not really true. The mother is the secure base in general. Okay. But if you watch the natural development of children, they will seek out the father as well. And the father becomes critical at a slightly later age where the child wants to explore the world. So the father is there to teach affectional bonding, of course, and for boys, how to create relationship. It's the father who teaches a boy how to be a young boy, how to grow up and be a man. The father teaches that, not the mother. The mother teaches the foundation of acceptance of worthwhileness. And for the daughter, it's a very special experience, the, what the mother provides. And for the son, it's different. The father has to be there for the daughter as well to encourage the standing on your own ground, this ability to negotiate, to deal with conflict, and when we look at leadership development in girls, two very important areas is the father encouraging the ability to stand your own ground, even to fight when necessary, not physically necessary, but verbally. And do they play in sports teams that involve pain? So when the young girl falls down, she gets up and goes right on. She ignores the pain and carries right on. The son, on the other hand, has to learn from the father how to be caring. We have many boys who grew up without a father and they do not know how to be caring. They consider it non-masculine to be caring. They consider it non-masculine to show emotions, which is pure garbage. If you have that mindset and that behavior and lack of emotional intelligence, you will never make a great leader. And so we see all this violence in the world primarily generated by the males who do not have a father to teach them how to be a man. 
Now, the mother plays a very specific role. The father plays a very specific role. If the parents are not together, they're divorced or one dies, that can all be solved. That can all be solved. But what has to happen is the experience that you understand who you are as a person to be able to then lead others. And lack of a parent or infection of a parent leads to too much detachment. A parent who's depressed, who is filled with anxiety, the child becomes a caretaker. And for many, they just become what we call uh, hostile aggressive in that they do not know how to form healthy attachments. They avoid attachment to people. Why is there a differentiation between the roles of a mother and a father? Because it has to do with the brain structure. The brain needs that feminine orientation. The feminine is a very, very important part of understanding beauty in the world. It's generally the mother who teaches about beauty. The father can teach it if he learned it from his own mother or other mother figures. And the father is much more oriented towards taking risks, going out, exploring. Now, this should not be interpreted as sexist because what we have to understand is how the brain works. And so every person needs an adventure, really, an adventure, a dream. When you reach it, say goodbye, find a new one. And they need something to fight for. And they need to be able to experience beauty. And what we know is that for the woman to experience adventure, to experience something to fight for and to experience beauty is going to be different than what men will generally find. Now, it crosses all kinds of boundaries. That's not to say there aren't many variations in that. But to understand this as a foundation for who you are. And there are many leaders who do not live their work as an adventure. They're doing a job, but they end up being a hostage to... Um, what they're doing and not really feeling free. As a hostage negotiator for some 40 years, one of the things that was very important is to understand how to be a secure base to a hostage taker. And what we do is get a 40 or a 95% success rate by the hostage taker being able to create a bond with that hostage taker to get the hostages out. What we know is women are probably more effective in doing that than men are, except when the training intervenes or when the woman does not have the, the critical background to assert herself, be able to engage masculine aggression. Oh, all right. And um, quite often, especially later on in childhood, um, maybe teenage years perhaps, it's quite common for uh, for the children to seek for other secure bases outside yeah. the mother and father. Yeah. So um, it could be heartbreaking for the parents at some point, but how do we deal with this? How do we let them um, trust that they found someone that they can rely on and they made the right choice and um, we just let them be? No guarantees. <laughs> it's the risk of letting go and not controlling. Mm -hmm. Every parent wants to, at some level, instinctively over control by protecting, but the parent has to step back. It's like an eagle or what we see in the animal kingdom where they have to, the, the young has to learn to fly. The parent sits on the nest and they watch the eagle fly for the first time. And sometimes they fall until they fly. But what you do is teach resilience, how to get up. 
And if you want to protect your child from having pain, forget it. Life is going to bring its own. But we have to learn as we grow up what is the appropriate risk taking, what's the appropriate pain. And then the parent starts caring and daring from a very early age and daring to what is appropriate. So when we see boys running around, jumping and, and playing with sticks and doing kind of things, we have to encourage them. When we see girls who want to do that, we encourage them also. But what we do is teach collaboration and cooperation. And this is very often the missing link, is that there is not the training to wire the brain into the social brain functioning of collaboration, which is a central part of leadership. So how do we become an, uh, a secure base for our children as parents? I think number one, provide a sense of protection. Okay. Create this inner sense of safety the psychological safety, and not to overprotect and not underprotect. Secondly, be able to create a kind of dialogue so that you understand, even if it is nonverbal, the mother who looks at the baby and can understand what the baby is upset about. The baby needs food, it needs a diaper change, it needs warmth or whatever it might be. The father who can pick up those signals helps teach emotional intelligence very early. And then the parent who is able to help the child take the right risks at the right time. Curiosity, giving enriching experiences. We all know that the research is pointing in the direction, and I think when, within another year or so it's going to be very clear, we do not help our children by sitting in front of a screen. Children should be playing. They should be doing things. And the passivity that's taught by watching figures move is not good for the brain. And there's been recent research on that, and I think it's going to come out more and more. Play with the child. Allow the child to play with others. Teach a certain independence in how to play. If the child complains about being too bored, help them find some way to help them create that curiosity. And then secondly, to fully understand that comforting is a very much a part of Secure Base. So when the child runs to the parent for comforting, give it to the child. Give the affection. When the child becomes too dependent, teach them how to separate, how to emancipate. And the great emancipation should happen around 18, 16, 18, 21, where the child goes out, spreads their rings, and lives their own life. The parent who does not allow the child to grow up and be a woman or be a man, they're limiting their ability to be a full person and eliminating their ability to be a very powerful, effective leader. And that doesn't mean that that's the end of you being a secure base? No, the then you change so the role. It's just a different you change the role. What is very clear is parents should not be, a, um, children should not be a secure base for the parents. That's what I wanted to say. Children should not be a secure base for the parents. Does that happen? Oh, all the time. <laughs> the caretaking, caretaking role, it's a very common one. The, the parent who's depressed, who's anxious, who is unhappy. So they have a child to make them happy. They expect the child to do things for them in a, in a way that takes away their anxiety or their worry or whatever it might be. I have never seen a case where a child made a parent happy if the parent was unhappy. Of course, we feel happy with our children. I have four kids. Uh, 
we, we feel happy with our kids, but we can't use that child to give us happiness. And many people have a profound emptiness inside in their own life. So having a child is supposed to fill that and make them happy. I've never seen a child make a parent happy. That's not a happy person to begin with. You've been listening to Leadernomics FM, the science of building leaders.